0: Deadlift and um, British Strongman podcast. Today we are going to cover squatting for strongman specifically. So, Shane, take us away. What What are your uh, What are your go to things when you when you program squats for people who are assu- assuming the goal is to get better at strongman? What are your kind of pillars in your head that you stick to with your programming? Where you like to?
1: Well, first of all, I uh, I like to look at kind of how actually good they are at squatting, first of all, because my opinion on squats has changed a lot over the last couple of years. And I used to keep them in, it's quite a focus, really, all the time. And I still like to focus on the squat in certain phases and kind of push it up a little bit with with a really um, intense squatting phase. But I won't do it all year round. But if someone was like, terrible at squats and they had like really weak legs. I would still probably focus on it for a lot of the, a lot of the year for that person until it got up to a reasonable standard, just because it has so much carry over to log, like, you know, leg drive on log, axle, dumbbell, stability under yoke. There's loads of stuff it carries over to, but for the most part, I think that it shouldn't be a focus and I also think there's benefit to rotating through back squat, front squat, um, safety bar squat, and not kind of keeping it as a, a focus, um, like based to like a low bar back squat. I wouldn't keep a low bar back squatting all the time. I'd rotate to like a high bar, a front squat, a safety bar. And for me, I think at the moment, I'm, I'm kind of happy with one day a week squatting. And I wouldn't really push the frequency more than that for most people. Just because I think that there's you know, better ways to spend your time in the gym to get better at the sport of strongman. What do you
0: think, Josh? Yeah, s- s- similar thing really. Um but I I don't really use I don't I don't really use back squat back squat that that much apart from um I want to make sure that people are competent using using back squat for when it does come up because it will inevitably come up in a comp. Um, but I suppose the I suppose more experienced I've got, the more confident I've got that basically sub-maximal squatting of some variation does transfer over nicely to say ma- maximal squatting when you need it. So basically what I'm saying is um, that in my head, I like to squat sub-maximally with a, with a real priority, uh, prioritising technique and position. I don't like people monging and grinding squats out because I just think, well, they might as well be grinding a deadlift out if they're going to grind something out or they might as well have a bit more energy to grind out a set of yoke or a heavy set of farmers or something like that that's a little bit more specific. Um, and I suppose... At first, maybe a couple of years ago, or whatever. Like I, I just thought it was like such a pillar that we needed to, that we needed to keep, to to keep good. Um, but I've kind of moved away from it personally, and um, and felt loads better for it. To be honest, um, like everything's improved loads since I've uh, backed off on the squatting. But I still feel like I could. Say do an eight-week peak for a comp and be uh, and be, be be competent with it. And the thing that I've noticed as well is that I believe that as long as you're getting like kind of some neurological stimulus with the lower body, that it'll transfer nicely to the to the to the squat. So like like we touched on last week actually when we're talking about Max, talking with Max. Like I actually believe that like say. the the neurological stimulation that you're getting from uh, say heavy deadlifting uh, regularly. Like I think this is going to, you're not going to get Most people they are not going to get a massive, they're not going to build a massive deadlift and then not be able to kind of squat with a decent weight with a little bit of skill practice, if you will. What do you think Shane? Can you, can you think of examples of people in your head like that? got like a massive deadlift, but are really actually poor in terms of force production on squats. And I don't mean like the the um, shit skill, like the lifting a shit number. I mean, like...
1: I mean, I guess... No, I mean, Curtis has got better... I was going to say Curtis then, but Curtis has got better squat. But here's the thing, like, it's in my head, I compare a deadlift like a raw deadlift, for example, to a uh, high bar back squat in sleeves. Um, but right. when, you start going lo- when you start going low bar in wraps, I'd compare that more to like a suited kind of...
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, okay.
1: Just because of the assistance of kit and stuff, you know what I mean? Um, but, and Curtis isn't the great... I mean, it's just mechanical, really, but he's not the greatest high bar back squat, but you put him low bar in wraps, he's mastered that skill of getting more out of the wrap and the hinge so then you know it kind of starts getting closer to the numbers you you kind of expect but no i do agree but also it's hard to say because like depends on the background of the person as well like you know most people come into strongman through some kind of gym training where they've done a lot of squats um already got a kind of baseline at them if you know what i mean so i agree that if someone's got like a baseline level of strength on the squat then i think it's it's fine to tick over with it but if someone came to me with like a shit squat uh and like small legs for example it to me it would be real beneficial to just just squat a little not not all the time but squat a little more for you know three three or four months of the year and just get 20, 30, 40 kilo on it and then maintain it again. And then at a later stage, try and do the same thing. But I do agree that I don't think it should. I used to, I used to keep squatting like that all the time for clients and I I don't anymore. I'm happy to tick over with it, but there are certain points in time where I'm like, right, it's been a while since we've pushed the squat. We're going to push it a little bit. And usually it leads to feeling stronger, you know, on the, on the, strongman specific movements as well and the deadlift as well so i do especially i think as well if you leave if you leave a bit of time between squat peaks like six months or so you seem to just like get a lot out of it because you just you've built all this strength and all these other movements and it's almost like the the body's waiting for you to just push the squat a little bit legs get stronger and um and then you can back off again once you kind of drained as much as you can out of it
0: yeah so i think i think what's difficult for quite a few people is like few people get into strongman through lifting prior through coming from like say a bodybuilding background or or like say a powerlifting kind of background going into it where it's kind of ingrained to you that well you need to do a leg day uh when if you're bodybuilding or powerlifting you need to squats like the first thing on the menu if you will or even like say yeah if someone comes from a weightlifting background like yeah the like say the high bar squat and front squat is like the main strength builder for weightlifting really isn't it so you can see how um how people uh can can be kind of subconsciously stuck in that mindset but a thing that i've noticed is i've noticed that like I've known loads of people who have, who have got like, who squat like a really high percentage of the deadlift and they've got this massive squat, like relatively, the main goal is strongman or strongwoman. They've got this massive squat, but their overhead isn't necessarily great. The deadlift isn't great, but they want to keep the squatting because they love squatting kind of two or three t- couple of times a week because they feel like they're really good at it so they like doing it but they, yeah, yeah. they are doing it more but actually like are they um like say say i can i can i can think of a few people who, who are like say deadlifting say 250 ish or something and they can they can squat 230 240 or whatever and they're happy doing that a few times a week but the. Whereas I think these these kind of people can really benefit. It's quite hard for the hard for the ego a little bit, but because obviously they're drawn to doing the squatting because they're kind of good at it, if you will. But I think this kind of clientele will will actually notice a benefit, like backing off, um, back, backing off the the heavy squats a little bit, and uh, and uh, ramping up the deadlifts. You know what I mean, Shane?
1: Yeah, in, in that scenario, completely agree. It's, uh, like I say, with my application of squat to programming for strongman, it really does. It's like a, I hate the fuck. It's it's easy. To, it's an easy cop idea, But it just depends. Like um, like in that scenario, there, yeah, completely agree. I don't think they should be. Um, they don't. Well, they don't need to squat. You know what I mean? Adding another twenty kilos to the squat and it overtaking the deadlift in strongman isn't gonna really benefit you. You know what I mean? You could, you could squat, but when I'd, I, I've last time I did an under nineties comp, I probably out squatted the fucking. I mean, there wasn't a squat in the comp, but I, I had in the gym probably a hundred kilo plus on the guy squat. When you're loading stones or fucking, you know, whatever it is you're doing, it, it, it doesn't really matter what you squat. Um, so, in that scenario, completely agree, but then, I think, as well, say that person we you were training him, and you dropped his squat back for a little while, yeah, and let's say let's say you put twenty five key and he's dead to two seven five, and then his squat was feeling shy. it was around the two hundred mark it had dropped from two thirty ish, I think a little six week block of squats again ramp them back to 230, 240, then again drop them back and go try and push the dead. So that way you kind of still keeping that strength there on the squat, you're still keeping the technique at the heavy weights and stuff. And then you're trying to transition that leg strength that you've built to to deadlift. And that's kind of how I would do it. But say saying that there it sounds like a quick process. It's not, it might take six months to Um, put that 25 kilo on the deadlift which is why the squat might drop back a little bit if you've been ticking over for six months so then it might take two months to ramp it back to a PB and then again you might not squat that often again for another four to six months while you peak towards 300 on the deadlift so there's loads of different scenarios there but also unless you're doing certain competitions that because it just seems to be like for example the opens guys they all know they're going to have a squatting world So it seems pretty sensible for those guys to kind of train it every week. Um, Not as a massive priority, prioritise it more close to Worlds, but they kind of know they have a squat in a comp that's like high stakes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it makes sense for them. But when you're talking 105s, 90s guys, you might get a squat. Like London's strongest man tends to put a squat in um, from what I've seen in the past. But there's not like – a setting stone squat event at like England's or something. It's not like, you know, every year at England's, I'm going to have a squat. So I just don't think, I think you've also got to look at your, uh, your comp, your comps and stuff. And if it's not that common, then why, why train it? It's so common.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about application of it. So, um, so what, <clears throat> so how I would program squats for people depend. Well, oh, so, someone someone messaged me actually yesterday. One of the clients, one of the clients, I looked on True Coach and he said, um, uh, "What what am I aiming for on this?" It uh, was doing safety bar paused, and then another day he was doing front squats. I think off the top of my head, and he said, uh, "What should what stance whip should I be aiming for on on uh, safety bar pause or whatever?" And then I just thought, "What a great question!" Rather than just thinking, "Just do the same thing," or "What am I? What am I? What is my strongest squat stance?" So actually, in the context of strongman, what we're what we're doing is actually using the squat as an assistance usually. So so I said to him, I said, let's go, let's. Go. And by the way, I'm not saying this is right wrong. I'm saying that you can you can cycle the kind of context in which you which you apply what you're doing. Um, but I said, let's go for safety bar pause and let's go deadlift stance, deadlift width, deadlift foot position. And then uh, on the front squats, let's go for imagine you you're breaking at the knees like a push press or a jerk, and uh, you're focusing on keep breaking at the knees and keeping that upright torso and loading the legs. Blah 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 blah. Um, so basically using using the the front loaded squat to to carry over to the to the overhead, the log and the push press and stuff, and using the the safety bar to to um, to support with the deadlift um, and the lower body force production maximal, if you will. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I,
1: I love uh, deadlift and safety bars. I think they're uh, an amazing assistance tool. And yeah, I agree. Like with the, uh, with the front squats as well, I think you should be looking to replicate your stance and position exception that you're going to be doing on your overhead because that's your main carryover. Another good one on the front squat that Tom Hibbert uses a lot is the front squat with straps. Have you seen it where where you get your hands in the log press position just so you kind of, so, so if you were doing a, so something I've used in the past is like front squatting prior to log with the straps and just doing it for like speed and position. And then when you go into, so it's not tiring, it'll take very long. Then when you go into your log, you've kind of activated that rack position. Yeah. um, And so that's another way of of doing it. But deadlift stance, um, safety bar back squat, I've used them hundreds of times. I I love them. I think they're great. And the way I apply those is I'll either do them after a deadlift session or prior to a deadlift session, because I actually like people to do something before they deadlift usually. Um, I just think it's – a better way of warming up and getting firing like neurally is if you do some form of movement, like like but even, even back throwing, like we do at, um, at yours, like just something explosive. When, when you then go and pick your first implement up, it doesn't feel like your back's going to snap and it's heavy as fuck. Um, and I think on a deadlift, I like that confidence of doing some safety bar squats first for speed, even if it's not heavy or hard, And then I get to my deadlift and I pull 70 and it feels like it is an empty bar. 120 feels empty. You know, 140 feels empty. 180 feels empty. Whereas if I go straight into deadlift, sometimes it takes me a couple of sets and everything to get going. And I prefer to just rip them fast. So I I like to get my clients squatting before deadlifts to activate and prime for the pull. Or maybe after the deadlift is like a deadlift accessory, uh, depending on the protocol that you know we're going to use in the. Because uh, obviously you don't want to you don't want to do a hard safety bar deadlift stance session and then go straight into deads because you're probably going to have uh, fucked your deadlift session. But you could definitely do it afterwards.
0: Yeah, great. So um, I, I quite like putting like after my max effort deadlift session, turn on a Monday or whatever, like I, I quite like putting like a, I'll call it like a skill based knee flexion exercise basically. So I'll, I'm doing like, I've been doing like stone loading for eight, for ages with the stone of steel dead light. And the main, main thing for me is obviously I'm building the skill and the implement and the familiarity, but I'm working through that, that kind of deep knee flexion, if you will um, that's, that's just re- really specific. And, and honestly, it just feel, feels so good. I'm not, I'm not trying to, um, say force loads of progress on it or whatever, or work really hard on it. It's just literally familiarity work with like 78 kilos or whatever, but it just feels so much better, like every, every week. And like I'm saying, I'm like maintaining that position. I'm like, Maintaining that position of I, I do my I do my first rep. If I go into like a bodyweight squat, this is a part of the reason why I don't like training squats a lot. Is like because my knees just take so long to fucking just to feel normal. I feel like they're gonna snap on that first on that first rep. But I get going and um, go through the movement and uh, and it starts to feel okay. And then I come to squat, say on a Tuesday when I do um, my heavier front squats at the minute and they do feel better from doing the the stuff on the monday so so really even though i might like only kind of people think oh squatting you've got to squat with a bar to get i'm only squatting once a week well actually i'm doing i'm doing once a week with a barbell and i'm doing extremely light on a my first session of the week like you could call it skill or speed based or whatever and then i'm doing like a kind of volume accumulation a little bit heavier later in the week but i'm doing that with my stone loading and i'm doing like some really good volume in there where i'm really um getting like quite a lot of volume going through loaded knee flexion so i think i think people some people and i'm talking from experience here right people need to kind of disengage what they what they think uh, i'm saying talking talking exp- from experience because this is what how i used to think i used to think oh well it, you need to be taking it off with of the it needs to be a, a barbell on your back or otherwise it doesn't count like a goblet squat doesn't count and that's just a little little warm-up exercise or whatever um but but actually if you for 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 strongman, like do, doing stuff like say sandbag sandbag squats or stone stone squats or um, even zurchers have been using quite a bit with people recently they're they're really really good I think in fact I'm a, a big fan of zurchers I think the 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 skill element of uh, of it is really uh, really really easy to for people to learn and crack on with. You know, like you get some people, you program someone a front squat, chain and you and you don't know, oh, are they going to go cross grip? Are they going to go full clean grip? Are they going to moan about the feeling like they're going get, to get choked out? Are they going to have a problem with mobility? Whereas you give them something like a zerch or whatever, they're, they're probably going to say moan that their their elbows are a bit sore or whatever. Or, um but really, you can't go wrong technique-wise. It's so so simple. You give them a couple of sessions doing that, and they they realise it doesn't hurt holding in the crooks of the elbows and whatnot. So that that that's a good little uh, thing that I, I feel like carried carries over really well to to like stones and loading and sandbags and stuff. And I think this is an an absolutely brilliant thing to do, an option to do at the minute where um, some of us are. Well, many of us are training training at home, and you might not have a sandbag, or you might not have a stone, or whatever. You might have one of those things, but they're outside, and it's pissing down, or whatever. And um, saying instead of uh, doing your doing your stone loading, or whatever that you might usually do in your program, just do do some do some uh, searches instead instead of three sets of five uh the stone loading just do th- three sets of five zurches or or whatever. Um, it, it can really just plug in as a practical um, kind of substitute at the minute, you know, when uh, people are struggling to access kit and maybe struggling with their motivation with the weather and stuff like that. It's going to give you a, a nice option that'll carry over to your, to your loading.
1: I have never programmed Zurchers to be honest. I'd never even done a zirka, to be perfectly honest with you, so I couldn't even tell you what it feels like. Um, well, it's it, it, because I've been... Uh, I don't know why. I think, like I say, I got stuck in that trap of squatting a lot for years and making people squat a lot for years. So I am partial to a back squat, I'll be honest with you. Although I've come away from it and I'm doing better at not fucking making everyone squat 10 times a week, I still need to scratch me itch and get a back in there a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah so i i'm, I'm just saying saying at the minute i don't know if you can think of any clients that you have at the minute shane where you might be programming some kind of eventy stuff or whatever where they're maybe doing some loading keg or a sandbag or whatnot and then you come to it and they're just like they didn't manage to set it up or it's awkward to set up or whatever um can just be a, just a really simple thing to because basically you just you just set it up in the rack, walk it out from the rack, and, and it feels not too dissimilar to like standing up a stone or standing up a loading a sandbag. Uh, but obviously it's just really practical because it's dead easy to do in the rack.
1: Yeah, I yeah. see what you mean. Yeah. I just uh <clears throat> I don't know why. But like when I think about doing a Zerka it trips me out. And I just think, am I going to, lose? even though I know it's, I know it's fairly safe. <laughs> it looks like, am I going to pop the bicep here <laughs> because I'm always sketchy about anything that looks slightly sketchy. I'm like, I'm not going to do it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, if for, for people who are concerned about, about, about like popping a bicep or whatever, you, you try it and you, uh, like at first you're going to be, you're going to be tensing up and, squeezing your biceps hard or whatever and being being concerned but you'll find that if you get if you you'll be able to find a position where you can just completely relax your arms and uh, does it
1: sit more on like your stomach whatever uh, does, does it end up sat on your stomach or just was
0: your arms well more like your elbows but your elbows can um, can be can be into you, into your tummy right so you okay can, so it. you're not you're not it's not like max bicep girl. Which I know.
1: I know it doesn't feel that bad because I've uh, obviously I've done codons plenty of times, so I know it's not like the. You know, it's, it's more than like picking up picking up the ground. I feel is bicep. or do you deadlift it to lap and then just go under? Oh I'm
0: up? I'm saying. Um, sorry, I'm I'm um, giving this example from Iraq so just oh, so you just, just unrack it and squat. yeah just That's just cool. unrack it in that position not doing, oh, okay I see. not all doing right. the full or lift or whatever just just doing the just unracking it in that elbow position all oh, right yeah and, right. and another reason why i like it is because i can see that it it does correlate quite pretty well with um you know say what what your whatever your max stone is like uh i've got i've got a lot who's pushing them at home at the minute now and sent sent me a vi- I just watched his Insta story yesterday and he'd done a 160 s- stone recently. And he'd done, like, a 160 search yesterday. And I thought, oh, f- fucking hell, I couldn't, couldn't believe it. Um, So I'm, I'm thinking for, like, say, next week or whatever, I could say give him – oh, well, actually, I, I can give him numbers similar to what his stone program would be when he's at the gym. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I could, no, Matt
1: my- <laughs> – Man. I thought I thought I seen Jake uh, do some at zerker. It might not have been him. It might be somebody else. Sure, he it was. He's a, bit of a, he's a bit of a monster,
0: isn't he? Who J- who Jake? Or what?
1: Jake. Is he, yeah. is he called Jake? The one with the amazing the, the split jerk axle.
0: Yeah, you, you nearly did one forty five axle the over there. Did yeah, ball I, ball I swear
1: ball. I seen him zerker another day. Maybe I didn't, but.
0: No, it was. Uh, you may have seen him doing front squats. He got folded by one eighty front squat. All right, maybe it was that there. <laughs> and uh, you might have seen it on Instagram where he was—he got folded by one eighty front squat, and his uh, and his mates there sat in the armchair with his slippers on watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's <was> brilliant. <laughs> um, COVID so, life. so yeah, a cu- couple of things to take away for people. So, um, my opinion is on squatting for strongman. Like, get confident with the back. Get confident and in, in your competence with a. Uh, a back squat, such as a low, low bar squat with wraps or whatever for, for when you need it in competition, because you're going to shift more weight doing that and it's going to be more efficient and um, use front squats to, uh, to, to help build your rack position. If you just, even if you don't even squat and you just hold that front rack position with a heavy load, like a bit like we were talking to, like talking about with Max last week, like it's going to have great transfer to your overhead. So if you build the leg strength as well to, to uh do, doing front squats in the in the front rack position then uh, that's going to transfer greatly to the to the overhead um in terms of loading events at the minute if you're struggling to like say access kit or whatever but you still want to train your your loading um like zerchers are a, a really great option and they can and sometimes i use searches with, with people who um we try front squats and they just can't get a can't get a comfy front squat position. They they, they can't front rack. They can't do like an Olympic uh, clean grip. They can't do cross grip because they feel like it's choking them out. They, they're not comfortable with straps. It's getting to do zurches and they, they can uh, push that front loaded variation very quickly. Um. Yeah. That's a good wrap up. I would just say
1: with the squat, to analyze your kind of strength ratios from dead to squat. And if it's getting a little out of hand, probably need to do a phase of squats. But the majority of the time, as long as you're keeping your strength ratios in a nice structural balance. And for me, I would say, I think Tom Hibbert says 90% of your deadlift should be a high bar back squat max, which I think is a bit, well, very high. Because that would mean like a 300 deadlifter. I'm talking about raw deadlift here with straps, strongman style. That would mean that a 300 deadlifter would need a 270 high bar back squat.
0: Yeah, I I disagree. like wholeheartedly with that.
1: Yeah, I think it's too uh, far, too, yeah, far it. too high. But I do think 75 to 80 percent area, maybe 70 was 75, maybe, which would put that back squat more in the like 220 range. I would say if you're less than that, I would say just do a little phase to bump it up to around that area or go past it a little bit and then, you know, rain off again and don't, don't put too much focus on it. Do like what Josh says, rotate your variations. If your training phase is focusing on the overhead press front squat, that phase, if it's focused on the deadlift, maybe do the lift on safety bars, that phase. And, um, yeah, don't be shy to rotate your uh, variations and stances and stuff like that. I think they all have a decent carryover to strongman. Say another nice one, a safety bar box squat's quite a good one for uh, deadlift. It's a lot nicer on the knees because you're able to sit back and get a more vertical shim. And um yeah, it's just some, some good application to your, your deadlift as well. So yeah, hopefully you guys got some ideas there as to what to do with your squat training
0: yeah and the, and the thing with the thing with the box squat and pause squats how they're going to transfer over to the deadlift uh, really nicely are, are going to be because they, they they eliminate that stretch shortening cycle don't they the stretch reflex. yeah so adding in adding in the pause like and uh, starting with that creating a lot of force on the concentric or the way up rather than just bouncing is gonna logically transfer uh, better better to the deadlift so basically decide on what you're working on in your phase of training and then uh, pick one of these uh, variations appropriately and uh, to fit your kind of goals at the minute rather than just randomly doing some squats like hopefully we've given you a bit of an insight how we can how you can make it more specific to your goal and what you're trying to achieve peace out